Warning, what you're about to listen to can be shocking and offensive to some listeners. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not intended to be disrespectful, but rather to inspire good nature fun. Tales from a Teapot recommends not operating heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. It was the night before Tempest, and all through the land, 16 golfers were stirring trying to calm shaky hands. The outfits were hung on the hangers with care, with hopes that the teapot would soon be there. The golf clubs were nestled snug in their bags, as they dreamt about golf boards hunting down flags. But now it is time to get rest for the fight. Merry Tempest to all, and to all a good night. Welcome back to the draft analysis episode. Jay, I'm been, I've been counting down to this episode uh, since the draft. I am super pumped. And boys, welcome once again. Our episode last year was a hit. I can't wait to see what happens this year. Any thoughts? Are you excited? Nervous? Well, I have one thought. I thought we this was a prediction episode on the Tempest, not a draft analysis episode. But that's oh, well, the thing. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> analyze it, make predictions. You know, oh, that's how we roll. I see a little of both. We got listen. We got we the guests that we have today. We can't help but to analyze the draft as well, right? Like analyze the picks. You know, there's gonna be some banter going back and forth. I I know there is. And some people wanted to know who the panel was going to be this year. Like, we, you know, are we going to invite new people, bring in new perspectives? But I think in the end, we had to give the people what the people wanted, which was the expert panel returning from last year right. after the hit episode that it was. So welcome back, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. Scotty McDougal and the reigning prediction champion, Mr. Steven Celebre. I was going to remind your listeners, actually, that I was the reigning champion for predictions so you can basically listen to me forget everything else you hear uh i'm your go-to for the correct predictions based on analysis not on how you want to play mind games with your team and the other other (laughs) team to try and make things go the way you want if you want a real pick that's based on real live analysis i'm your guy wow okay well that's tough to follow I don't yeah. know what to say to that. I mean, it's tough to argue. I mean, he won it last year, right? I uh, This whole thing feels a little surreal to me. Like, I feel like I'm on an ESPN thing, and it, it's a golf it's a golf tournament with some guys I used to work at Blockbuster with. Amazing. <laughs> but it's like it's like ESPN. I feel like ESPN right now. <laughs> and, and Celebrity's right. He's terrifying because he's just – he's cold – calculating he's just gonna he's just gonna pick the winners doesn't matter what color shirt they got on (laughs) i will admit that last year i may have thrown in a couple picks here and there that were more hopeful than pure honest you know like part of it was gut but part of it was like maybe maybe this will help motivate the team a little bit just a little bit most of them were were based on uh some analysis but i promise you this year full-on analysis a little gut of course, because you gotta, you know, when it's a coin toss, you gotta go with a feeling. But I, uh, I assure you, there's no mind games uh, going on from my point of view this time. I can't speak for anyone else. 
Uh, no, for sure. Gents, I, I'm kind of curious. Um, I want to know what your take, quickly, what your take of the draft was. Were you, was there surprises for you? Did you, like, if you were the captains, would you have done things differently? Oh, I would, sure, would have for sure done things differently. Okay. Uh, for my, I, I, if I were mad, I would definitely have uh, taken the second and third pick instead of going with the first overall pick. I think that was a major mistake on his part. But I think Ian kind of lobbed it back to him uh, by picking me over uh, Jeff Holmes. So that was, uh, I think, a, a, an error potentially. But we'll see. Maybe it will go in our favor. Scotty, what about you? Oh, I got picked way too high. Way too high. Huh? I should have been. <laughs> I, I never I never should have been on Team Red. I mean, I understand what, uh, what Bear wanted, and I appreciate it, and I got all the feels, but. Okay, so if that's true, can you just tell us who should have been picked um, ahead of you that wasn't? No, I haven't looked that closely. <laughs> well, whatever it was, it was too high. No, no, I, well, I can tell you. I can, I can tell you quite, very quickly who who was picked after you: Bruce and Derek. Oh God, yeah, no, no, no. Then I was. <laughs> wow, the quality of the players is getting better. I think is what's happening. That's that's the real problem when you're in that when you're in that when you're in the back of the field. So the first outward at. claim you made tonight is outright false like just out of the gate <laughs> you made a bold claim i was clearly picked this too is, high this, this is your analysis club this is chicken <laughs> club sandwich all over again he's just throwing yeah, stuff against yeah. the wall seeing what sticks you know, you know, don't well wasn't i honest about that last year too my picks are all aspirational I've, <laughs> i have done zero analysis <laughs> yeah you know what like guys i just you know just add a couple of things here for me um, really quickly, uh, the the draft was unbelievably fun uh, to be a part of to watch it, um, and I was surprised uh, of with a few picks. Um, honestly, Stephen, I, I did I kind of do agree with you that I probably would have picked Holmes before you, but that gap between you and Holmes isn't that far. So that was to me that's kind of a toss up. I certainly wouldn't have picked me before. Uh, before sharp I think that I'm worried about that one but uh, it was a super super fun episode and it was it's gonna be fun it's gonna be one of the best tempests ever I think I honestly feel that way yeah and I, I agree with both of you I think Steve uh, hit it the nail on the head I think those are the two things that surprise me Steve and Holmes are, are close enough that it's not like this you know huge mistake yeah uh, but I would have picked Holmes first I think in that situation uh, and I thought Matt was going to take the second and third picks. However, having said that, I don't blame him for taking known commodities, especially when Pat's on the board, right? So, yeah. And I think, no, for sure. actually, I don't think Bear regrets it. Like, I think he's looked at it and he, he has the team he wants. So I think he's happy with it. Well, really I, anything, I right? know that I know that we're all kind of, we're all kind of pumped about it, especially on Team Red. I don't know about Team Blue, but Team Red's pretty pumped, so. Oh, we're pumped. We're definitely pumped. We got, uh, we got out. We had our practice round together. Wow. Time for Blue and... Look at you guys. Uh, we're ready to go. Look at you guys go. <laughs> Speaking Team of ready unity. to go, why don't we do a quick uh, reminder of how this is going to work. So the panel of experts, we are going to go through each match in each round. I will give you a little update reminder about which uh, about what each round entails before we make our picks. You will not place a pick for any matches that you are directly involved with. You'll just stay silent on those. However, on your own paper, you'll make that pick because in the end, 
you will need to say what you think the final score is going to be. So you're going to make the pick for your own matches. You're just not going to announce them out loud. Uh, any questions with that, gentlemen? It's the same format we did last year. All right, ready to go. Works for me. So I'll keep track of everyone's picks, and we'll also, as do, as a panel, do a pick then uh, to see who kind of wins the match as a, a taking in all the information into account. And we will also uh, talk about those results as we go. Uh, in round one, the first round of the morning, the first nine holes will be Tempest alternate shot. Uh, in case you're playing the Tempest for the first time, and there are a couple new friends. Uh, this is the one where we play three games in one, bingo, bango, bongo, don't three putt, and match play. And of course, you've got to win two of the three games in order to pick up the hole. And then once that hole is done, yes, the hole is reset. And we move on to the next hole completely fresh. I get that question a lot. Uh, so having said that, the first match up is Captain Ian Braun and Derek Geisels, uh, defending captain, uh, taking on... Captain Matt Bear and Bruce Atwood. And Michael, why don't you uh, kick us off on this one? Sure. Yeah, I... You know, I've gone through the through all of the lists and looked at all the matchups. Um, this one... This one was a little bit hard for me for a couple of different reasons. Um, the But the main reason for me is I just... I'm concerned about how Bear is going to kind of hold up throughout the day as he as it goes, um, especially if it's a really hot day. I I just kind of I kind of worry. Um, but having said that, I know that Bruce is super excited. He's super excited to be paired with Bear, and I think the combination of the two of them is actually going to kind of work out um, quite well. They they complement each other really well. Uh, Scotty and I actually played Bear and Bruce. Uh, a few years ago uh, at Dune and the two of them gave us a gave us a go so I, I think they're actually going to do okay and I've got them to split this one. Oh, you're picking a half yeah wow right out of the gate the bold have pick okay uh scotty I had a lot of similar thoughts uh to Michael on this one um and I, I hate to say it but I, I gotta give this one to team blue I, got, I just Matt's just, you know, coming back after a few years off. Uh, you know, maybe not 100% yet. We don't know. Um, I'm guessing he probably hasn't been out on the course yet. Uh, so, yeah, I got to give this one to Team Blue. We've got one half, one Team Blue. Mr. Celebrity. Uh, again, similar thoughts. I know Matt probably hasn't uh, hit a ball uh, since the last Tempest. Uh, so that first tee shot might be the first ball hit in a couple of years, which Whoa. may mean nothing at all. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to think he's going to get out of the gate a little bit slowly. Uh, I know Ian has not played much either, but he, he has played. Uh, but he also has that loser stench on him. Um, so maybe that's going to hurt him coming out of the gate. You know, I've seen Derek play. He played pretty well. And Bruce, I haven't seen. I've seen a photo of him on WhatsApp. And that's my knowledge of Bruce at the moment. Uh, so having said all that, I think... Matt's going to get off a little slowly. I'll give it the blue. Okay. So I thought this through pretty much the same way Michael did and what Scotty echoed as well. Uh, I'm, I am concerned about Matt's stamina throughout the day. However, having said that, I don't think the layoff is going to affect his swing at all, considering 
yeah, I, I think there's only one direction his swing can go. Let's put it at, uh, put it that way. And Bruce, I got to tell you, as I said in the prediction show last year, I'm a big fan of some of the miracle shots Bruce pulls off. And what I am banking on is I do believe Matt's mind is not going to be any less sharp than it's been every other time. And I think his best chance at securing points is going to be right in the morning because I think as this day goes on, he's going to tire. I think that's a problem that he's even talked about. His stamina is not high. So I'm banking on uh, a Bear and Bruce victory here in the morning. So I've got Bear and Bruce, uh, but we've got uh, the panel overall is going with blue on this one. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, match two, I'm going to take the bench on this one because I'm involved. We have the blue team of Greg Lagerquist, our uh, Tempest rookie this year, and Matthew Sharp taking on Patrick Thibodeau, the GOAT, and yours truly. And this one I'll throw to Scotty first. What's our What's our uh, crib notes on Greg? What do we know about Greg's play? Uh, well, he did post on WhatsApp this afternoon that on the weekend he shot 76-79. Uh, okay. In Pat's own words, he and Greg are pretty even these days. Uh, Pat was sick for the last little week and hadn't played because he was on a trip prior to that. So he hadn't played in, I think, a couple weeks. Went out and I think bogeyed the first five holes and then went on to shoot 76 that round. So Pat's doing okay as well. So there you go. Yeah, I think I'm going to – I think uh, this, this pick based uh, mostly on watching you play all winter, Jay. And I think you're ready. I think the game is there. I think it's time. I think Red needs to get a point on the board here. So I'm going to go with uh, Patrick and Jay in uh, in match two. All right, Mr. Celebre. Uh Yeah, Pat, Pat and Jay for sure for round two. I, I know Jay has played with him a lot in the simulator, so I know his game very well. Uh, Power is up. Distances are up. Consistency is up. It's, it's looking pretty good. Last round of 76 that yeah a couple weeks a couple weeks ago i haven't played outside in a couple but weeks. it is your last it round. is my last round yeah 76 uh i know pat's pat he's you know greatest tempest player of all time greg a newbie an equal but but new and, and matt also in the simulator but all not not all simulator experiences are created equal um so i'm gonna have to go with pat and jay all right and michael so jay this one for me was probably the easiest pick of the bunch and I don't mean that in a you know disrespectful way, but you know I know that Greg is good from by all accounts. I've never seen him play, but by all accounts he's very good. Um, but Tempest is different, and if I'm gonna you know give a edge to anybody, it's it's got to be Pat because he's he's got the, the experience in, in that sec in section. Mm-hmm. So um, and then you know you versus Sharp as much as I you know I. I I do love Sharp, and I think he is improved quite a bit from last year. You you significantly improved, and you got the easy edge there. So for me, this one was an easy pick. I'm going Team Red, Pat, and Jay uh, in a convincing way. <laughs> okay. Well, that's uh, that's not pressure. <laughs> so a sweep of the panel there, uh, point for Red. In match number three, we have Kurt Hill and our own Steven Celebre. So he'll be sitting this one out, taking on Marcel Yostra and Jeff Holmes. And I guess I'll kick this one off uh, because technically it was Steve's turn, but uh, he's sitting out. So I am going to go with Marcel and Jeff. Um, so put me down for a red one here. Kurt's new, another rookie. 
hits the ball a country mile off the tee. Uh, I've only seen him play once. It was a year ago. Uh, but Marcel is super consistent. He's a great putter. And I think this is actually going to be a really good pairing for Jeff. I think him being playing playing alongside because Jeff has been on the opposite side of Marcel before he knows what Marcel can do I think this is going to calm Jeff down I think he's going to be at ease knowing that Marcel's his partner and as a result I think Jeff's going to play pretty well too so uh even though I think Steve is a different Steve than we saw you know a couple years ago like he proved it last year and I think his game continues his driving is fantastic I think they have maybe the edge with the driver, but that only gets you so far with our format. So put me down for red. Michael. Uh, Yeah, so I'm kind of along the same lines as you, Jay. Uh, I'm going with team red here as well. I do think it's going to be close. Um, As I said earlier, I don't think that the gap between Steven and Jeff Holmes is that significant, but have Marcel being there and being as consistent as he has and he's got the experience again I'm going with experience and I'm going to give the edge to team red there alrighty and Scotty you guys did this a lot last year not giving the rookies credit always leaning on the experience and somehow that's the deciding factor I think I, I'm going to be counterintuitive here I'm going to go with team blue simply because I think sometimes you know what maybe experience isn't enough Wow. And uh, also because I think Steven is maybe hiding in the weeds a little bit here, saying that he got picked too high and stuff. I don't, I don't trust him. <laughs> he's that. sandbagging. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? I think, he, I think he might be sandbagging a little bit. I think he might be sandbagging. Uh, I, I have to say, though, like for me, it's not even experience. <clears throat> I, I just think Marcel is the best player in that group. And I think the others are all fairly equal. So I just look at going, well, I think just Marcel's just better. And and I, I'm going to give the edge to being better overall, normally. <laughs> we'll see if that gets me a point or not. All right, we are now... Oh, so the panel picked red on that one. And now we are on to match number four, which for Team Blue is Jesse Galea playing in his second Tempest. And the return of James the Swagger Smith taking on... Michael Najani and Scott McDougal. So we have two panelists sitting this one out. It's just me and Steve. And Steve, I'll throw it to you. I mean, uh, I'm going to go along sort of what you just said on the last uh, match with uh, picking the best player in the group. And, and Jesse's clearly uh, easily the best player in this group. So I'm going to have to, and, and it's a second year in Tempest. So he's got that uh, experience under his belt. Uh, so I think he'll come out strong, as he did last time too. Mm-hmm. So that experience wasn't even an issue at all. Uh, but that, that should be a pretty decisive uh, victory. Yeah, I'm going to echo you there as well, Steve. I think Jesse played great in the morning last year, so obviously the format didn't puzzle him or confuse him in any way. Uh, he played alongside you, actually, and you, you guys did great. And up against a formidable opponent, too, in James and Pat last year. Uh, and as much as I totally believe that Michael and Scott can win this. I do believe that. I'm not just saying it. I think I would be foolish to place my bet on that. So it won't shock me if they pull it out. I think they are going to get a lot of bingo bango bongo points. They they find a way and if they cannot three putt they may actually take this down but if you want my official bet I'm going with Jesse and James. And since they don't have a say that is a sweep for the blue team. So According to the panel, uh, after the morning session, we will be tied 2-2. We'll see how it actually plays out. 
All right, moving on to round two. Now, round two is the same as round one, all the same rules, except that little caveat of you're only allowed one club. So you have to announce that uh, on the first shot you take, or actually on the on the opening tee, and then you have to use it for everything, chipping, putting, tee shots, everything, just that one club. Uh, it's become a, a Tempest favorite very quickly over the last few years. And our first match is, once again, Captain Ian Braun and Derek Geisels against Matthew Bear and Bruce Atwood. And why don't we throw it to, I don't know, Scotty. Why don't you take us away here? Yeah, I, now, now for me, now is Maddie's, Maddie's chance at redemption, right? Like, classic Tempest-type play way too many rules, way too many games going on, one club on top of everything else. The strategy is going to come into play. All bets are off with one club. So I, I think Maddie can find a way to get it done, uh, Matt and Bruce, in the afternoon. Uh, well, we're still in the morning here, aren't we? Yeah, still in the morning, sorry. Uh, Matt and Bruce getting it done uh, in match number five. All right. Uh, Steven? I think this is Matt Bear's kind of sweet spot right here. He, he's shaking off the cobwebs of the morning, not playing for a while but maybe he hasn't quite fatigued yet and fallen off. I think this is going to be his best nine. Uh, I think taking the driver out of his hands might be a good thing, just kind of poking it out there with irons or for with one club. Uh, I think Bruce is ready to go at this point as well. I, I don't know why that, just a WhatsApp picture again is all I got for Bruce, but I, I think he's going to be solid for the one club. Uh, Derek, is, his driving was really good, actually, and we're going to have to take the driver out of his hands, and that's, I think, a problem for the one club. For him, uh, so I think uh, Red uh, have, uh, gets their revenge in this round and, and comes out one-one with a split in the morning. Okay, that's two for Red, uh, Michael. Yeah, so I'm gonna echo the other two guys here. I think the one club is gonna be a great equalizer here for for Bear, and you know I, I think I think Red's gonna take this one, and I think they're gonna take it convinc convincingly. I think the strategy uh, side of this. You know, Bear's going to excel at it. Um, like you said earlier, Jay, you know, his mind certainly is not as, hasn't lost anything there. Um, so I think this is where he's going to shine. And Bruce is going to just, you know, follow his lead. And I expect them to come out of this one quite convincingly Team Red. Okay, so the panel's clearly picking red. That's now official. I'm going the other way. I have this one slotted down for blue, and I'll tell you why. Now, what Steve just said about Derek hitting the driver well, I don't have that information. That's new information to me. So I made this pick before that. And so that makes sense. You're taking a weapon out of his hands. But I think for someone like Ian, I think if you put a club in his hand that he's most comfortable with, I think this is a huge benefit to Ian. I don't see really any benefit for Matt Bear only having one club in his hand. I think his favorite club is the putter, and I don't think he can take that with him. So I don't see an advantage there. I don't see an advantage for someone who carries 37 clubs in his bag like Bruce going down to one club. So I don't really see an advantage there either. But for Ian, I do. I think it's like, hey, you're better off just hitting that seven iron, for example, or whatever iron he chooses to be comfortable with. And I think it's going to be very close. But I think in the end, Ian and Derek are going to get this one done. So I'm putting it down for blue. But the panel has gone red. On to match six. In match six, once again, it's a Greg Lagerquest and Matthew Sharp taking on Patrick Tipido and yours truly. So we'll kick this one over to uh, Steve first. Uh, I'm, uh, it's red again for me for this one. I just think it's too much of an advantage. And I know, uh, again, I don't know Greg. I know he's he obviously he's a great player. I know Pat can hit his pitching wedge 180 to 90. 
comfortably. So he, he's got nine clubs, even though he has one. Um, so, and then obviously with, uh, with Jade consistently there with his seven or eight iron or whatever he's choosing. So I think that that's an easy, uh, red point. Yeah. I just, I can't, it's so hard to go against the goat in these situations, but I think I'm going to go team blue here. I think, uh, Patrick's probably going to get a little, a little tired of carrying your weight. Uh, you know, maybe get a little shaky. <laughs> get a little, get a little shaky there. Maybe in the, in the, you know, in the, in the first couple holes. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go blue on this one. I feel like. All right. And, and because I don't know Greg, he's unknown. He's unknown for game theory. Would say I got to pick him occasionally just to balance my play. There you go, Michael. Yeah, you're the tiebreaker here. It's, actually, it's for me. It's always hard with the unknown, right? You, I, I know that, you know, I've said it before, like I got to give the advantage to the guys that have been, been there and played and had the experience with the Tempest because it is a little bit different. Um, but, you know, I I can't pick against you and Pat. I, I just can't. I think the two of you work well together. I think you've played enough golf together. Um, and I think you guys are going to take this down easily. Um, I really do. So, to me, again, I'm going Team Red, and that's not a homer pick. That's just seeing you guys play, and you, I know that you guys know know your games way better than Greg and Matt would. Um, so that plays a, that makes a huge deal uh, an advantage for me here. Alrighty, so the panel is picking Red. Takes us to match seven. It is Kurt Hills, Steven Celebrity, taking on Marcel Yostra and Jeff Holmes. Uh, I'll go first on this one, uh, since I just sat out the last one. Uh, this is, this was a little trickier for me. And then the first time around in the end, I still went back to the red team. And again, it comes down to Marcel. I've played alongside Marcel enough to know that he's very good at hitting a variety of shots. He can keep his shots low. He can maybe not curve his shots as much as he wants, but he definitely has those different variety of heights. He can control that really well. And it just, you know, if a shot calls for a flop shot, he seems to be able to hit it out. Now, I know this is with only one club, but I think he can adjust that better than most. And for me, it, he's the tiebreaker. So put me down for Team Red here. I'm going Team Blue here. Uh, and I think this is probably the first time that I picked Team Blue. Wow. Um, and I'm going Team Blue only because I do think, like I said earlier, that the one club is a great equalizer. Taking those clubs out of Marcel's hands, I think it's going to hurt Marcel uh, a lot more than Steven and Kurt. And so I'm going Team Blue here. And finally, Scotty. I'm going with a split on this oh, one. Wow. I'm going with a split match on this one. Yeah, mainly because I know Steven's going to get points throughout the day. I got him down for getting at least two points, but I don't really, when I look at the matches going on throughout the rest of the day, I'm not really sure where, so I'm going to give him a I'm calling my shot in the next round. I'm going to give him a couple of splits coming down the down the stretch here. You know, it's interesting. Steve was made it hard for me because I know he loves the one club. I also know he will practice with the one club in his simulator. And so he, he made it a challenge, and I almost leaned the other way. But having said that, one other thing we didn't even say is Kurt's biggest weapon is his driver. And I don't think he's taking driver for the one club. I was going to say for – I'm surprised you guys all went more – blue than for that match in the in the morning because both of our best clubs are driver and we're not likely going to have those mm -hmm. for the one club so but the panel 
has picked a have there. So that'll be interesting. Uh, and that brings us to match eight and the last of the morning session, Jesse Galea and James Smith in the one club taking on Michael Najati and Scott McDougal. So it's just you and me, Steve. Uh, I'm going Jesse and James. <laughs> I, I just, it's the same reason, the same logic I just used for Marcel. I think Jesse has more shots and, and, one other little tidbit is I played the one club with Michael last year. And let's just say, I don't want to like rain on my partner here, but he didn't awe me with his one club play, especially around the greens. He certainly wasn't the uh, genius putting machine that he normally is. And he almost looked frightened at one point. We we had our match. It was almost slipping away. Uh, and so, yeah, for those reasons, Jesse and James. Uh, I'm not going to give away the club that Jesse will probably pick because I did play the one club with him last year, but I will say it's also his best club around the green as well. And he chips phenomenally with it. And so uh, for that reason, uh, I will pick uh, Jesse and James. All right. And this show is tremendous, tremendous for your self-esteem, gentlemen. Tremendous. It's awesome. Sorry, say, say that again. Thank you to all of you. It's just really good for your self-esteem doing this show with you guys. <laughs> I, I see why I see why professional athletes have psychologists, like sports psychologists, having to deal with ESPN all day long. Do you see why people got upset <laughs> just... on the drive-in last year? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to say it's hurtful. I'm crying inside right now. I'm like in tears. So I just have to, I just found out I have to play Matt Sharp at the Tempest this year. It's just not fair. Just not fair. Well, you've been dealing with this your whole life. Yes, I have. That's true. Little shout out to Ian here and and his team. I, I don't know how much he reached out to his teammates to help him make these pairings, but I thought he did a really good job with the pairings, actually. And this Jesse James um, pairing in the in the spot that it slotted, which is their third best ranked team, was pretty smart. Getting their second best player down into that third best spot overall. Uh, it, I mean, it, it could backfire. I hope it does, if I'm speaking from my heart, but it, it, I thought it was pretty smart. All right, so Jay, uh, just I just wanted to add one more thing regarding the one club. Mm-hmm. Um, the last year I know, uh, and I think the year before that, we had an individual who shall remain nameless, <clears throat> Ian, um, Captain Ian, uh, used the back of the club as a putter. Is that is that legal? Can we can we? address that issue right now because i don't want any controversy coming up later on i mean i know he's on my team i i, I personally don't see any <laughs> issue with however you uh, use the club, is I, how I, you I, use the I, club. I honestly i generally don't know if there's a rule or anything against it i, I i'm not i just i, I well, don't know wait a minute but we have we, talk, we have an expert we, we talked about this on the course yeah there you go and you played him last year in this very thing did you not Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and I was the one who was frustrated by it. Uh, I believe in the actual rules of golf, it's illegal. The rules of golf say you have to hit the ball with the, the face of your club. Okay, um, that's I, true. Then I, I understand that. Oh, you can use whatever part of your club you want. The issue I had with that was I wanted to start laying down and using it like a pool cue, uh, and I was told I couldn't do that. So, uh, okay. So by the rules of golf, it's not allowed. Is my understanding. <laughs> I, I agree with Scott that 
straight up by the rules. You can't use the butt end of your club, for example. Like Scott's, you can't do a pool cue shot. And the the only club, actually, that's even allowed to have two sides of a hitting surface is the putter. That's actually... So like when you see, no for way. example, you know, they sell chippers that are double-sided. <laughs> like they, I don't know if you've seen them, but they do sell them. And they're actually illegal. You're not allowed to have a club that has two sides to hit on other than a putter. So you, so a putter, you can technically flip around and use the other way. So per the rules of golf, the answer really is you're not allowed. Now, Ian did say something to me in a text or something, and I don't know. I, I think I quickly answered him like, I don't really care because I wasn't really thinking it was an issue. But I didn't know this was an issue last year and i think this is the first time i'm hearing about it actually um like it from someone in the tempest so i don't know gentlemen like i i feel like um like maybe i I should be the one to make the decision um but i feel like we're we're a group here so let's hash this out quickly um i know steve you're you said you have no problem with it which would have been well i said that before i knew if that was the rules of golf if if you can't use the back then i think you shouldn't I mean, as much as I want Ian to be able to do whatever he wants with it, uh, if that is indeed the rule for using a golf club, then then I think that's probably not that we play with all the same regular rules of golf necessarily. So right, but I mean, well, I was just gonna yeah, go ahead to clarify though. I, I think you know, if it's not a rule that's been explicitly spelled out for the Tempest, don't we default to the rules of golf? Yes. So um, this is a this is. I know I brought this up, but this is also a, a, a tricky subject for me. As most of you know, I have a chipper that I am quite fond of. So again, I don't honestly know the the real answer to this, but is that a legal club or not? You can have a chipper. Okay. Yeah. Is you it just can't have a two-sided one. It's, right. not, it's not a two-sided. But... I just I want to make sure Jay explained that pretty okay, well. Okay, so <laughs> no, no, I Gentlemen, know, but it's a chipper in general. I have an answer that, for you. Oh, chipper is legal. I have an answer for you. While the rule is true that you are not allowed to have two sides, like two hitting surfaces, here is from the USGA. Uh, I just quickly did a Google, and it says a player may play a stroke with any part of the club head providing the ball is fairly struck at and the club conforms with rule 4-1. Now, that's where you would have an issue if you had a double-sided club because that would not be a rule-conforming club. Another one says this, in fairly striking a ball, any part of the club head may be used, including the toe, heel, and back of the club head. So I think we have our answer, and I think, uh, Ian, you're good to go with using it. So I actually thought it was illegal. But, you know, it's interesting because I have seen that done where you twist the head around kind of at a 90 degree angle and butt it out with your um, the, the the end of the club. And that makes yeah. sense if you can do that with the butt end. But it has to be the club head. So it does eliminate the pool cue thing. You can't get down and, and mm-hmm. do pool. You have to hit it with the club head. So, Ian, you can use the back of your club for putting. There you go. Uh, cool. Thanks for bringing Disgusting. that up, Michael. Disgusting. <laughs> And and it legitimizes all those wins from last year, or at least the That's one right. club win. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, let's get on with it. We're now in round three. If we add up the points from the panel average, uh, we are predicting that the score will be four and a half red, three and a half blue heading into lunch and into the afternoon play. Uh, in the afternoon, we have Tempest Best Ball. This is pretty standard best ball with a couple exceptions. Uh, each player does have to utilize four tee shots at some point in the round. And also a little twist that we added is if you do not contribute a shot uh, before your ball gets onto the green, and it has to be a non-putter shot, so you can't putt from the fairway, that can't count, then the other player is the only one who's allowed to putt. You don't get two chances at it. So that's just a, a little tidbit. If you didn't already know that, or if you needed a refresher, uh, that is the strategy that comes in into this part. Uh, in our first match, match number nine, we have different pairings now. We have Ian Braun, the captain, paired up with Greg LagerQuest, taking on Matthew Bear and Patrick Thibodeau. Michael, why don't you start us off with this one? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so this is where um, I kind of worry that the the fatigue and stuff is really going to start setting in for Bear. Um, and, you know... We're going to have a break. We just need to be coming off of, you know, sitting for an hour or so, uh, trying to get back into it. And I just think this is going to be, I know for me, this round getting going in this round, I find it a challenge. I suspect that it's probably going to be even more so for Bear. Um, so for that reason, I've got Team Blue. So I think Team Blue is going to take this one down. Well, Scotty. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta echo a, a lot of Matt or uh, sorry, Michael's points there. Um, I actually don't think that he's gonna fatigue uh, or be, be fully fatigued at this point. I've had lunch with him several times in the last few months, and he's pretty good around this time of day still. So, I think he'll he'll be able to get through. And I don't understand Mike's logic when he has an hour to rest. He should be, you know, feel better, not worse, from sitting down for an hour. But anyways, uh, uh, but I do think logic, though. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> I mean, it's questionable that it even is logic, but we'll, we'll save that for conversation for another day. Um, but I think with the with the with the slight rule change, what I think is going to happen is is uh, uh, Maddie's going to be locked out of putting on a lot of holes, and Patrick's going to be stuck picking up the the you know having to not have that backup putt. Uh, so I'm going Team Blue because I just think that's that's a lot to 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 you know your opponents to have two putts on most holes and you to be putting on your own. Yeah. All right, Mr. Celebre. Well, I, th I think Greg is going to come up with a point somewhere, and I think this is his best sort of chance to do it against Pat. Um, I think Ian has a, more of a possibility to contribute, uh, especially off the tee. Um, so I think I think they'll, they'll pull, I think it'll be a tight match, uh, but I do like Blue for this one. Okay, I also had Blue down. After hearing your you guys chime in, I kind of wanted to switch my pick because I was actually on the fence with this one. I think you really only need Matt to hit four good tee shots, right? Or four usable tee shots. They don't even have to be great. And there's some shorter holes on that back nine that I think, you know, if Matt happens to time it well, he could contribute quite well. Because I don't think it's that big of a deal if Matt is the only one putting. It's a disadvantage. But even if they had to use all of Pat's shots to get there, and then Matt was left alone putting, he's quite capable. That's the best part of his game is putting. So I was on the fence, but in the end, I, I did go uh, with Ian and Greg as well. I think it's going to be close, though. I, I really do. I think it's very close to a coin flip, in fact. But 
uh, the sweep went to blue on this one. All right, match number 10. It's Kurt Hill and James Smith taking on yours truly and Scott McDougal. So again, two of us are sitting this out and it's up to Michael and Steve. So Michael, go ahead. This is probably one of the matches that I'm most looking forward to seeing the result from. And I kind of wish that I could, I wish I wasn't playing and I would just like ride along with you guys to watch this. Because... I don't know if the two of you have ever... I don't think the two of you have ever been partners at the Tempest. I know, and I expect the noise and the volume of screams and yells and yes and fist pumps is going to be absolutely intense for this. And I think it's going to be too much for Kurt and for James. I really do. I'm 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 going Team Red. Um, The only thing thing I'm worried about is the two of you... Like not bickering. If you guys can like stay focused and not bicker, very unlikely. Then you guys are gonna take this. But that's the only thing that's gonna that's that may hinder this thing. But uh, yeah, I'm going team team red on this one. That might be the most pressure all all day for me is not bickering with Jay. <laughs> that could be the hardest part of the it's day. It's pretty much a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. We've never been paired together. We very rarely even end up on the same team for some. It's reason. true. Like I, yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, I so. will say this. I, I know I'm not allowed to make my own prediction, and I won't. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I I am. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I played with Kurt last year and i obviously play with james and they're a lot of fun to play with as well so i just i just like that whole thing and i i'm glad it's in in the scramble i think that that is a good format for scotty and i i think all right I think so too i think so too mr steve uh i'm glad you went to mike first because i, I i've been making my picks on the fly here just got instinct and I, i've mostly done fine just looking at it and, and having a gut of what's going to happen but when i look down at this and I really didn't know where to go with this. And I'm glad you went to Mike. I uh, gave me a little chance to process. And uh, it's really gonna, I think a coin flip, but uh, it's really hard to know who's gonna win this. I just, my gut tells me it's gonna be a blue oh, victory okay. here. Um, I, I just don't think, Jay, I don't think you're gonna go four and all on the day. And so you're gonna have to lose somewhere. I do see you two bringing each other down at some point, maybe raising each other up, but if things don't go swimmingly for a couple of holes, this could, be a four-wheeler or uh, uh, however many wheels they have. Uh, <laughs> uh, it could go off the cliff here uh, pretty quickly. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with blue, but it, it, it could hmm. be close match. Yeah, I could. One thing did one thing that just occurred to me: the swagger of Kurt and James. Oh my oh, goodness, yeah, that, could be that is gonna be intense. Well, what I'm oh, hoping so for good. though is because the difference between Kurt and James is Kurt is actually well dressed. With James, we just talk about, like, it's more his attitude and stuff. And, you know, he's got that sway going. But Kurt backs it up with an actual excellent outfit. And I'm wondering if Kurt will be mildly offended by whatever James wears. And so there might be some tension on the other side. You talk about me and Scotty. I mean, this could get ugly between Kurt, who knows what he's doing with a fashion sense, and James. So we'll see. Because I guarantee their matches aren't going to, I guarantee that their outfits aren't going to match. They're going to clash out there. No. <laughs> All right. Match 11 takes us to Jesse Galea and Derek Geisels taking on Marcel Yostra and Bruce Atwood. Scotty, why don't you start us off with this one? I think this is a 
easy red win for red here. I think Marcel's just going to be too much and we'll score some for Team Blue. Uh, so, yeah, Team Red. All right. Short and sweet. Steve? Uh, I have an opposite take. Uh, I think Jesse is, is too much here. And he should be the best player in the group. Derek and Bruce are pretty even. It's a very even match at the end of the day. Uh, but I, I just – I'm. And with it being so even, I'm, I'm just going to take the best player, and that's and that's Jesse. So I'll take. And blue. I'm going to keep mine short. I agree with exactly what you said, Steve. So I am with blue as well, Michael. Um, I think Jesse and Marcel are a toss-up. I really do. Um, they're both great golfers. I- I'm giving advantage to Bruce here. Uh, I've seen Bruce play, and uh, I'm going with Team Red. You know, Bruce has been on fire the last several weeks. He's played the Oaks at least three or four times, shot in low 90s. So his game is on point. And I don't think Derek's going to be able to to hold up and keep up to that. You know who I'm else is kidding. on he fire hasn't. now, right? After listening to this? <laughs> My pants, yes. Derek, Derek's on fire. He's feeling right now. Now He can't believe that you just no, said that. Uh, all, all kidding aside, I, I am going to give the edge to Bruce, though. I, I think, you know, I, I have played a couple of rounds with Bruce. Uh, and Bruce pulls out these miracle shots like you've mentioned before, Jay. So I'm giving the edge uh, to Bruce, and I'm going Team Red. So Bruce has played, like I, like I said, my only intel on Bruce is the picture on WhatsApp. That's all I got for Bruce. So he's been playing the Oaks, 90, low 90 rounds? That's, <laughs> yes. That's real scores? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He is, he is, he play, he's playing well. He really is. So. Bruce somehow puts it together at the Tempest, right? Like, he, he does yeah, well. He does. I, I wouldn't he just he's always been he always contributes better than what i would expect uh so i will i will give you that all right so the panel has picked a have overall for that one and in the final match we have the team that i'm dubbing simply sensational that is steve celebre and matt sharp the simulator brothers uh taking on jeff holmes and michael najati so Najati sitting this one out uh steve sitting this one out it's just up to you and me scotty uh why don't you have at it i gotta give it to the sim brothers just i think that that's just that's gonna be too much too much practice over the winter plus najati's been talking about getting a sim for a while and didn't so he and i didn't get any sim practice because as you guys know i can't get one where i live right. so he yeah did, i'm just but he I didn't did. now before you lock that in and say final answer, he did buy a big screen TV instead. So, yeah. So he's watched golf on a bigger screen. Does that count for something? No, big mistake. Huge mistake. Let me just let me just, let me just put this out here. Just sorry, just to correct you there, real quickly, Jay. Michael, have you watched golf on the big screen oh, yeah. TV? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Watch the U.S. Open. Yeah. Every time there's a major on, and we're texting you, hey, Michael, are you watching this? Crickets. You, you don't watch golf. Of course I did. No, you don't. I did buy it, and I plan on putting it in the garage for when I get the sim, because that's a peacock move, as somebody once told me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a peacock move. All right, so I'm glad you picked Team Blue, because this has got to be one of the toughest matches for me to pick. I went back and forth. I'm like, oh, they've got the simulator. It's got to be the sim. And then I went, and I thought about, Mike and Jeff and I thought about two years ago playing them in the Calvary Cup on a morning they played so well together and then I think back to last year where we played I had the pleasure of playing them again with a different partner at the Oaks of St. George and it was a disaster and so I'm like which Jeff Holmes and Michael Najati are going to show up 
And then I'm like, oh, no, it's got to be simply sens- sensational because, because of this. But then I remembered one little thing, and this is what I'm banking on. I'm going back. I think Jeff Holmes has a really good morning, and I think he's super relaxed. And because he played well in the morning, I think he's going to be confident in the afternoon. And I think that, in the end, tips it towards them. So I'm going Jeff Holmes, Mike Najati. I'm not confident, uh, but I am leaning that way so I, I've gone with them and that makes it a have and that means uh, we have this one going down to three blue one red yeah that would mean that blue has the lead going into singles by one if the uh, overall panel picks are correct so we will see any thoughts before we get to singles Mike Steve you want to say anything I know you can't make a prediction but yeah um I am looking forward to like to this Tempest. I well every Tempest, but this one for in particular for me is the one with the toughest challenge to date. Uh, I've got a tough tough schedule of opponents, um, but uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm going to make some noise. I think I'm going to make some noise and surprise some people. <laughs> He's excited. That's right, got Jesse. A big That's smile. right, Jesse. That's he's right, Jesse. He's got a really Jesse. big I'm smile right now. Oh, man, you can see it bigger than normal because he's shaved. He's freshly shaven. The beard clean, is gone. He's shaven, more aerodynamic. He's going to be tucked. It's going to be huge. All right, let's get into the singles. And to kick off the first match at the top of the order, it's Captain Braun. And he will be uh, also having five partner shots in his pocket. So there was a strategy this year of who are you going to give partner shots to? How do you distribute them? Ian elected to keep all five to himself. He's taking on Matt Bear, and Matt Bear has four partner shots in his pocket. Keep in mind that Ian, uh, when he uses a partner shot, he'll be asking Greg LoggerQuest to take those shots for him, and Matt Bear will be asking Patrick Thibodeau to take those shots for him. And I'm going to take the honor on this one. Uh, I am going to pick Ian. I, obviously, my heart is with Bear, uh, but I'm going to pick Ian because I, I am truly worried and concerned that by this point, it's going to be too much for Bear, uh, that he's going to be worn out. He said stamina is the issue for him. I'm exhausted by this point in the day. I know most of the guys are exhausted at this point in the day. It's the excitement, the buildup, everything. Uh, and then if it's hot, so I just, I don't even know if Matt's going to be able to finish properly really so as much as i'd love to see bear pull it off i gotta go ian i do have concerns with matt based on what you say uh with how well he can finish the day but i'd like to think if, if he's, he thinks he can do it he probably can do it um should be a close match just straight up uh, you know it could be a one-shot match and therefore you have ian with the extra partner shot that could just be the what puts it in his favor uh ian also loses a lot uh, which hurts. It's hard. I, I did put blue down. I, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, mainly by because of the one partner shot extra. Well, it could be. It could come down to that. All right, Michael. I, I'm with you, Jay. I, I, my heart, my heart says Ian, or my heart says Bear, but I think Ian's going to pull this one out. Um, for all this, all the reasons that you kind of mentioned, we, we all get exhausted by this point, and. You know, I'm just, my concern would be, you know, how is Matt's stamina at this stage? So I'm going with Ian on this one. All right. And but Scotty. I do hope that Matt pulls it off. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think I can add anything uh, more to the sentiment except to say I think it'd be a huge win for Matt to get through all four rounds. Uh-huh. Um, I'm super happy that he's even coming out to join us this year. Uh, I wish he had, you know, thrown me one partner shot. I don't know what his sort of strategy or his thought process was hoarding four of them to himself like that. I'm going to be, you know, also exhausted by this time of the day and in what I'm sure is going to be a horse match myself. Uh, so yeah, whatever, Maddie, I, I guess you felt like you needed them more than I do. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with Ian as well. I'm going to have to go with Ian, but super glad you're coming out, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, huge. Uh, and and well said i think it is a win if he just gets through all four right that that would be massive uh so that is a sweep and we're putting down as a panel blue on the board all right match 14 it's the it's a juggernaut it's greg the rookie logger quest taking on patrick the goat thibodeau and uh steve why don't you kick us off uh, you know, year after year, we bring in these mercenaries to play Pat. We're always looking for for someone for Pat. There's no one to play Pat, and it's always somebody new. And and every year, it's pretty much the same. It's it's a Pat win. Uh, so I, I see nothing different happening here. It should be Pat. Scotty, I love that. I love it. Well, I think this is. I think this is when I will lean on experience. Uh, I think for Greg, you know, you've got. You're coming down the, the last nine at the Tempest, the lights, the crowds, the excitement. It's just, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot for a rookie. And I think it's just, you know, Pat's the goat. We all know that. He just finds a way to get it done. So we got to go red on this one. All right, Michael. I'm also going red. Um, but my rationale, and I, I know, Scotty, you don't you know like my logic a lot of times, but my rationale here is this. There's been some chatter in the group chat with about the goat and who's the goat. And I think Patrick's <laughs> taking this really like to heart. And he's out to prove a point. I really do feel like he's going to prove a point here. And I'm going with Patrick. And I think he's going to win this one. Yeah, I couldn't pick against Patrick here. I do think it's a coin flip from what I've heard. I, I, I still can't believe I've never seen Greg swing a club when he's my neighbor. Uh, but I've seen Pat swing it many, many times, and it's just different. It's just different. So I'm going to go with Pat. And he knows the course. I don't know if Greg's even ever played the course. I don't know. Was he at the practice round, Steve? No, no. No. So he, maybe this is a new course, too. He'll see it in the morning, uh, so that should be an equalizer. But, yeah, give me Pat. And so the panel sweeps the other way for this one, and we're going with the GOAT. All right, match number 15. It's Kurt Hill taking on yours truly, so I'll sit this one out. Uh, Michael, why don't you kick us off? Sure, I'd love to. I'm going Team Red. I know all my picks have been kind of like homer picks, I know. Um, But I'm going Team Red here. I I do think that and feel that your game is strong. I think having the sim over the winter has helped your game tremendously. Uh, There's no injury concerns. Um, like the last couple of years. So, and, you know, I know Kurt's good, but with your experience playing this Tempest and, you know, I just, I'm going red. I can't really pick against that. All right, fair enough. Scotty. Can I ask you a question before I make my pick? Yeah, ask away. Yeah. Uh, You got all the five putts out of your system? (laughs) I'm actually putting the best I've ever putted in my life i'll back that up that like 
I'm giving him six foot gimmies now. Like I just say, pick up the ball. Don't even waste time. It's, nice. it's been right. pretty good. Well, yeah, it, for everything that Michael said, and, and you're the known quantity and, uh, the way I've been picking so far, I'm, I'm predicting that uh, red will struggle in the morning and, and bring it home in the singles. So I think you're going to get a, get an important point for it. Okay. And Steve, uh, you played Kurt, right? At the cavalry. Is that, we is did. That right? And we uh, tied. Yeah, you tied. Um, I think you're a lot better than you were at that time. Now, uh, with the work in the sim, as has been mentioned, uh, hitting it longer off the tee irons are going longer. You should, pretty much manhandle this course at 5,400 yards. I know Kurt's got the big drive too, um, but I, I, I heard his short game ha- has been a struggle. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to get an experience as well. Uh, I'll have to give it to Jake and Red. Okay, so the panel is picking Red, and that brings us to match number 16, which is James Smith and Scott McDougal, and I will kick us off on this one. I think... <sighs> Look... Scott, since the with an asterisk, since the update in the rules, <laughs> is seven and zero in singles, and that is super super impressive. Even even with it being an asterisk, let's just say he has won seven in a row, right? And maybe even more once we go back and look at the other stats. It, it could even be eight or nine in a row, but we know it's seven. Um, and I want to pick him, and I'm going to be his biggest cheerleader, obviously. Uh, I'm going to be playing alongside of him. I'm going to encourage him. And again, it will not shock me if he goes 8-0. But I am going to pick James. I think when it when it came to the draft, I thought this, and I think Steve and, and uh, Mike can corroborate the story, uh, I thought this was kind of one of the clearer advantages. I just think James has more shots than Scotty does for the long game. Not for the short game, but for the long game. And I think that's just the difference. So now if James is wild as James can be and Scotty keeps it in play, then I like Scotty's chances. But if James keeps it in play, I think there's a big edge there. So I the gap's closed for me as since the draft. I've, I've become more and more of a believer in Scotty actually, uh, but not enough. So going with James and let's go to Steve. Uh, you know, it's, you know, fa- we look at the facts, you know, James he has the ball long, he's got the swag, he's he plays more golf, he should be a better player, should be able to shoot better scores. Um, but I don't know, the 7-0 and o is just really tough to shake. <laughs> it's tough to, to just look past it. It's, there's something going on there. Uh, I'm not liking what I'm hearing in the chat with James and the hair and the whiplash and the drive that he has in and... And I was going to pick blue, and, and that took me to, in another direction. Scotty, I think you're going to somehow pull it out. I, I, I really hope you don't, but... Wow. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Just have a gut feeling. Scotty's Thanks, pumped, man. too. Which Thanks, means, man. oh, this I is incredible. Because now yeah. the tiebreaker goes to Michael Nishadi. It's in your hands. So, so here's the thing. When, uh, before the draft, and even after the draft, Jay, you and I talked in, about our predictions and where we ranked everyone, and we both agreed that... James would be the one to have a clear advantage. If 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 it was Correct. James and Scotty, that James would have the clear advantage. It's having of, said that, yeah. having said that, I do think that Scotty wants it more. I really, really do. I do think that Scotty 
really, really relishes on having this unbeaten streak going. And yeah. and I've I've played a few rounds with Scott. Um and he's consistent. And I think I think he's gonna pull this out. I really do. Um I think that the, the drive from Peterborough for James uh, is that gonna is help. that real? Is that a real thing? I don't know. I, no. I don't know. But if it is, that can't help. Um, and I'm going with Scotty here. I just have a gut feel. Wow, that's uh, big. That is big. I know. I I just it's 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 a gut feel. I'm going with Scott. I'm 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 gonna give the give it the okay. red. Well, the panel has gone red. Put a Thanks, red guys. flag on the board. There it is. All right, that takes us to match 17 with Jesse Galea taking on Marcel Yostra, and I think this would be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Scotty, why don't you kick us off? It's going to be a barn burner, but I, I've, I've actually played a lot with Marcel for some reason at the Tempest. We, we end up uh, facing off against each other. Was that early on? I played a lot with I, I just think Marcel's going to be able to pull it out. Okay. Yeah, I know, uh, I know, you guys. I'm going against the grain. Jesse's the best, better golfer. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> you know, I said it earlier. This is a toss-up for me. It really is. I think both of them are exceptional golfers. And last year, I picked against Jesse. He, you know, I, apparently I lit a fire under him, and you know, he was he had a, a thing to prove. I'm picking against Jesse again. I can't. I gotta go Marcel. I got it. I can't. Uh, they're just. He's just too consistent. I don't know. And he doesn't get. He doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get shaken. Oh, Not exactly, that Jesse yeah. does. But I, I'm, wow. I'm going Marcel. Uh, call me a homer. I don't know. I don't care. But I like Mike. I like an right. update on your standing. So I like. I think you got red at like twenty to. I know. Like, I know. 20 matches to one I, loss. Like you, I know. You I have know. no chance of winning this prediction show. I'm just telling you now. No, I don't. <laughs> that won't be the score. <laughs> oh, Steve, why don't you go ahead? Listen, I here. like my team. What can I say? Clearly, but you can't win. It's impossible. You won't be going home at lunch if this happens. It'll be the end of the day. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll go next. Uh, I did. I think this will be a close match. I, I did think Jesse was the better player. I do believe that. Uh, I mean, singles, I'm going to have to pick the better player, so I'll pick Jesse. Yeah, and I can't believe I'm doing it as well because Marcel is so consistent and so good in these competitions. Uh, and I picked Jesse. Uh, and we'll see. Marcel's taken down some big fish already in his short Tempest career, but... I'm going to go Jesse, which means we have this one down for a hab. All right, Derek Geisel's taking on Bruce Atwood. It is the rematch of the captains. Keeping in mind, Bruce has one partner shot that will be hit by Marcel when he chooses to use it, uh, and Derek has nothing in his pocket. Uh, so I'm going to start this one off, and I'm going to go with Bruce. Derek recently shared with me that he thinks his only individual singles win uh, came against Ian. And he's like, I really got to beat someone other than Ian. We know he's faced Bruce. We know he's lost to Bruce. Uh, yes, he beat him in the playoff, but the overall match, it was Bruce. And Bruce has that one partner shot, and I think he's going to use it at the right time. So put me down for Bruce. Uh, Michael. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going with Team Red I, again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Team Red. I know, I know, Stephen. I know, but I'm going Team Red. I'm giving it to Bruce. It won't matter. I do think he's a more. I think he's the most. I think he's the more consistent golfer. 
and he's got that one shot in his bag with for Marcel to use. So uh, I don't think he can lose this one. Do, does he want it more? <laughs> Darn right he does. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen that, that a tough one. Have you I, seen that picture? Derek wants it picture? pretty bad. <laughs> I know. I know Derek oh, does, actually. Steve, what do you got here? Uh, I, Derek's been driving the ball well. I was going to pick Derek. Uh, if you're telling me Bruce is shooting low 90 rounds at Oaks and he's got a partner shot, then uh, I, I'm going to pick Red. Wow. Wow. Okay. And uh, Scott, what do you got? I'm going to go just pick Derek quick for time. Because we'll just keep him moving. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I was picking, I was picking Derek anyways because I, I think he's just gonna. Yeah, I think the memory of last year is gonna be too much for Bruce. But um, okay, uh, uh, yeah, Derek. So that is still a red point for the board, uh, according to the panel. All right, two matches left. We have match number nineteen. It's Steve Celebrate taking on Jeff Holmes. Mike, take it away. I'm going blue, Steven. I'm giving you. I'm giving it to you. I think the yeah, sim comes back. Out to I think. I, I, know. I, I think. I think the sim. I think the sim is going to help. I think the sim is going to prove a point. Um, and I think. I, I'm going. I'm going, Stephen. I'm going, Stephen. That's it. It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. Oh, wow. I love you, Jeff. But I'm going, Stephen. Scotty. Yeah, I'm going to go with Holmes on this one. I take Jeff on this one. I think. Sorry, Steve. No, that's that's. I would tend to agree. I guess okay. I'm the tiebreaker. Well, then I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I'm the tiebreaker, and I actually thought I was going to pick Holmes, and then I keep playing something over and over again in my head, and it's this factor: the back nine at the Oaks has some very tight driving holes, where accuracy is key, and. I recently said to Steven that I think his golfing superpower is the driver. It's very accurate. He's very confident with it. And I think he can use it on a lot of holes where Jeff might get in trouble. They both have a pretty bad singles record, so that evens each other out. Uh, and even though I have Jeff having a great day up until now, I think I think it's going to be... I think Steve's going to take his driver out on the 10th hole, which is like the toughest drive on the course, peel it down the middle... And I think that's going to set the tone. And I've played Jeff before. I don't think he plays particularly well from uh, behind. So give me Steve. And so that means we are giving the point to Blue. All right. And that brings us to our final singles match. And I'm looking forward to this match. It's uh, It should be a good showdown. In a dream scenario, it would come down to this with all of us watching on 18 on the hill as they come down the stretch. I mean, that'd be fantastic because it is the rematch, the big boy rematch of Matt Sharp taking on Michael Najati. Who wants to go first on this one? I think we all have quite a bit to say. I mean, Michael has nothing to say, but... Well, I have a lot to say, but I won't say it. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off. Go for it. I, I went back and forth on this. Well, actually, just today, I went back and forth. For the longest, all week, the last two weeks, I've been saying, I'm picking sharp. Picking sharp, picking sharp, picking sharp. Because I do believe he has the sim. I think he's, I know he's played a lot. I think he's hitting the ball a lot better. And it equals improvement. It does. And then Michael throws a wrench in the plan when he goes out and he shoots an 82 at uh, Royal Ontario and manages his game around a pretty tough course. So then it started making me think, 
And then, I don't know if it's the smile, the clean shaven face. I don't know what it is. But I just picture him running around, making putts, giving fist pumps. And I start to be a believer again. I'm picking Mike. I'm picking Mike to repeat two years in a row over Mr. Matt Sharp. I'm going, Michael. Wow. Uh, Scotty. Wow. Well... Michael, you know I love you. I joke around with you a lot, but at the end of the day, I love you. I'm going with Sharp, and I, I I have two reasons. The first reason, I've spent a lot of time joking with Michael about how I'm always up in his kitchen, like in his head kind of thing. I'm always in his kitchen. Golf, outside, like other sporting events, other things that we do as friends, I'm always like just, he's rattled with me. I'm always in his kitchen. The truth is, every time every time I get up into his kitchen, Sharp's already up there making muffins. Like Sharp has been in Najati's <laughs> kitchen since like 77 or something. I don't know how long they've known each other, but Sharp has been in Michael's kitchen for a long, long time. That's reason number one. Reason number two, I couldn't take Najati in the first two rounds today. I couldn't pick the first two rounds because we were in a group together. So, you know, we're not allowed to pick ourselves. I just want to point out, I've now gone 0-6 for prediction. <laughs> I have not predicted Najati in two years of doing this show to win a single match. And that record might be more important than my own singles record. <laughs> just sticking to that prediction, just, even though you were wrong. Yeah, even though that I was wrong. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with Sharp. I'm sorry, Michael. Now can I can I ask you one question before we get to Steve? You've said, you know, every time you're in his kitchen, Sharp is up there making muffins or some other delicacy. Yeah. Uh what was he cooking last year? Well, this is just in general, right? Like, I understand last year Sharp was off a little bit with his trash talking with Michael, but have you ever, have you ever seen the two of them interact? Like, Sharp talks, and and Michael turtles like a little like a little two year old who's you know being bullied on the schoolyard. All right, so we have a tie here, uh, Mr. Celebrity. You get to break the tie. I'm just so happy that this is a match again. Uh, it's <laughs> there's there's so much to unpack here. And the lead up to this match has truly just been bizarre, in my opinion. Uh, we have, you know, Mike just as an underdog, but somehow predicted to win uh, as a massive underdog, just completely taking down. I had a front row seat for it. it Sharp did not play well that day. Najati was his usual beastly self, incredible, and just took him down. Just, it was just, it was, it was decisive. Uh, and then we have just this bizarre, gutless whining about how terrible he, Mike is, Mike complaining about how terrible he is, just godless. How yeah. this is an unfair matchup entirely that they should never be put together. I have to play Matt Sharp at the Tempest this year. It's just not fair. All culminating in this bizarre crying video posted where <laughs> you just can't believe that you have to play Matt Sharp, that it just, it's it just unbelievable that this could happen. Yeah. Uh, and that there's no chance, just all gutless completely. Um, and, but we got to look at facts. Fact one, favored, picked ahead of Matt Sharp. Fact two, victory last year, a pretty big one. Fact three, shot 82. He's lulling us to sleep with these 100 rounds early in the year. Comes out 82 before the Tempest, shows his true colors. Uh, we have the chipper, we have his craftiness, tenaciousness. He's just plays within himself. He's got such command and control of his game. 
Um, Are you trying to borrow money from Najati? I know. This is this is too much. This is too much. This unhinged persona he's putting on, it, it's all just, it's all fake. Um, <laughs> obviously, the wild card is sharp. He's been in the simulator. I know he's improved. It, it's going to be a closer match. He's a lot better. Um, but uh, it's going to be in it. It's going to be Mike. Wow. 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 Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, I love it. All the gutless videos and crying. That's so good. (laughs) The best part of that video is it's not even like someone else leaked it. You posted that yourself. I did. I know. I know. You knew what was on the video. And then you shared it with people that you knew would burn you. Listen, I... It is what it is. I, I, I think, you know, I know that I can't make a prediction, obviously, myself. Um, but Sharp's a beast. He's been practicing all through the winter. Um, well, early spring, I guess. Um, and he's played a lot more than he did last year. So I, I know that I've got my work cut out for me. I, I know that I do. Um, I, and I know that he's out to prove a point. That, that last year was a fluke. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait. And uh, may the best man win. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. All right. So adding it all up based on the panel picks, uh, it looks like we're saying that red is going to have an 11 to 9 victory over blue. So we're predicting a close, well-fought match with blue heading into singles ahead and then red coming out on top after the singles. It's happened before. We'll see if it happens again. We'll see if we're even close. Who knows? These could go completely backwards. But now it's time for us to tell our final predictions of the score. This is where we reveal a little bit of our own matches without really saying what we thought. Uh, So when I added up mine, I actually ended up with the exact same score as the panel. I have red winning 11 to 9 in 2022. All right. Uh, Michael, what what, uh, score do you have? (laughs) I've got a team red domination, Jay. Clearly, um, uh, Homer picks all around. <laughs> uh, I have blue going with four and a half. Uh, I know, which is gonna which is gonna infuriate Team Blue, and they're gonna add so much more fuel to their fire. I get it, but overall, listen, I, I like my team. What, what can I say? I like my team. So you didn't actually say red's points. All you said was blue has four and a half. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be a red hat. Fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half 15 points. Fifteen and a half. So, you are predicting the biggest landslide in Tempest history. I know that's bad. Actually, that's really bad. I have no chance of winning this. You're right, Stephen. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> but I like my team. Scotty. What do you say? What are you gonna do? The end of the day, the math has to work. I I actually ended up uh, with a red victory. Ten and a half to nine. And a half. Oh, so you have a tight one, very tight. Tight, tight one, yeah. Tight, tight one. Ten and a half, nine and a half. Uh, And Steve? Uh, I hate to say it, I've I've unfortunately picked a red, and again, I didn't do this beforehand, I just picked as we go, I predicted a red 12, blue 8, unfortunately. Uh, Like I said, I went with sort of my analysis. Uh, I'm not here to, to, you know, try to play games. It's it's what I think each match is going to do, and... Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope it's the opposite. But I think either way, I'm either winning the prediction show or winning the Tempest. So hopefully I come out a winner in one way or another. <laughs> well, I'm hoping you lose both. 
Uh, but it is fascinating that there seems to be a consensus. I, I really still believe that I think the teams are really well matched. Yeah. We just seem to have picked this way, but I would not shock me if Blue walks away with the victory. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a long prediction show. Uh, I think somebody said they complained last year that it didn't last all the way until the Tempest or something like that. They had to drive a little bit without, I think. <laughs> or was it the other way around? Was it too long? I can't remember. This one's longer. So you've got lots of entertainment. If you're driving in right now and you're getting close to the course, it's game time. It is go time. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys out there. Should be a fantastic day. Right now, the weather is predicted to be good. I will timestamp this. We are making these predictions on Sunday evening. So if something happens in between now and then, of course, obviously, it would affect our predictions. But these are the predictions as of Sunday, uh, five days before the Tempest. So there you go. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Scott, uh, for being part of the expert panel once again. We'll see if Steve can hold on to his championship belt. And looking forward to seeing who's going to take down the Tempest. Thanks, guys. fun, boys. On behalf of Jay Friesen, I am Mike Najati, and you have been listening to Tales from a Teapot. Tales from a Teapot is produced by Michael Najati and Jay Friesen. Our theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is provided by Silverman Sound Studios at silvermansound.com. 